Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Good morning. Welcome to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial and Services. I'm a Trent Hayson from the Roby Family of Companies. We are your hosts Sunday morning, 9 to 10 WVT. What's, What's up, Patrick? Up? How are you? I'm good. Trent. Yes, sir. I like chilling the air. I do, too. It's one of those days. I think it's kind of like the temperature in the air where you go by like any middle school or any elementary school and you look on the parking lot and there's like 26 jackets that's gotten left behind from the day before. Really? Yeah. That's what you've been doing? It's you've been the, ganking these kids' jackets? Yeah, I'm getting ready for you know, But it's so it's chilly in the morning, but it's hot in the afternoon is what I'm trying to say. So these kids be shedding their so jackets. So speaking of jackets, in our guest bedroom, we have uh, Neela. She's the Japanese, yeah. uh, excuse me, German, German exchange right. student. She's on in a, by her second of three weeks. Yeah. Uh, we went to Topsail Beach to look for shark's teeth. I hadn't counted them yet, but that, Reagan said they were all small. I think we found about 1,000. No megalodon. But anyway... Before she moved into the guest bedroom, Reagan takes all my stuff that was in the guest closet and puts it back in my closet. And I'm like, what's all this crap? So you keep all your and stuff? And for three years, yeah. I haven't worn any of this stuff. I'm like, well, I just put it in the car and take it to Goodwill. I mean, if I hadn't worn it in three years, I don't think I need that tuxedo. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of dusty. Got ring around the collar. <laughs> When's the last time you wore a tuxedo? I'm trying to think when I did. It's been a minute. It's been a uh, hot minute. I bought that tuxedo, I think, for Make-A-Wish when I first joined the board and went you to, were went tux- to yeah. first black tie event. I understood. So that would have been 2011, I think. All right. And I rocked it a couple times. I don't think I'm really too much into wearing tuxedos anymore. You, you know, you don't see people wearing tuxedos nearly as much. I feel like it's sort of, I mean, are there still big tuxedo formals that we just, like, us rednecks don't get invited to? I mean, I'm not wearing a tuxedo. Not, so I don't are, you, know. are you a vest guy or are you a cumberbund? Well, I mean, what, what, a vest. Do you, I mean, don't let the crumbs fall on the cumberbund. <laughs> you can't have the crumbs in the cumberbund. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And, and, and I, I might have had a bow tie. I think Dave McGuire. Yeah, I had a bow tie. He's a bow tie guy, right? Obviously, he think he gave me <laughs> uh, when he got married. I was in his wedding. He gave me a North Carolina Tar Heel bow tie. So I always jazzed up with that. I want you to elaborate a little bit. Why would he obviously be a bow tie guy? Have you met him? <laughs> I mean, a little stiff. I think stiff guys wear bow ties. I'm not, so try not to offend anyone. Well, I mean, here. I I want to step in here, and I don't know him that well, but I got that. <laughs> You got like he's he's he can pull it off. I mean, I think everybody listening gets it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. You work with him. You should know this. If you don't believe me, go on the Andrew Reby website and look at David McGuire, and you oh picture gosh. him with the bow tie. I can feel his face turning red. I'm gonna give him back that North Carolina Tar Heel bow tie. <laughs> Goodness, Christ. I can't stand that thing. <laughs> what? And then people give me cufflinks. What's the got cufflinks for? Oh my gosh! Goodness gracious! I, hey, I agree. That just seems like a safety. Hazard. Me and Reagan were talking about when I first got into business and early. I mean, I graduated college in two thousand. I'd go to South Park and go to uh, Dillard's or Belt and buy Crimino, Daniel Crimino slicker pants. I mean, I was rocking them. 
I'm like, remember when I used to buy them slicker pants and those a, slicker shirts? I had a Daniel Criminal hat. Yeah. Yeah. They're pretty cool. It had that big was, C on it. Yeah, Daniel Criminal was cool. All right. When you want to be a slicker. <laughs> a city slicker. Uh, yeah. I don't really wear pants like that anymore. No. I don't know. They're nice. I still got them. I need to take them to Goodwill. <laughs> Were they in the closet? <laughs> yeah. They were upstairs. They were in the closet. They just got b- bombarded in my closet. I hear you. I got about another section in my closet that I haven't touched in a long time. I don't really wear too many button downs anymore. You, I hear you. I'm more of a hoodie and sweatshirt guy these days. I got, you, know? well, you got your our uh, guest Jim Birch looks good in his button down. He looks like he could pull it off. <laughs> I don't know, but he looks like he's got some good things going on. You know, they always say if you want to find directions, that's the one legged guy. <laughs> he knows where the most efficient route is. <laughs> Where did that come from? It just came out of my head. It just came out man. Is it because Jim's the COO of OMB. Maybe he's looking for some efficiency. So, I mean, that's what he's diving into. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give you some less. You can't get that mic. Don't be grabbing that mic. You got to wait your turn, sir. Goodness gracious. Yeah, McGuire's inefficient. You wear bow tie, Jim? I, man. Y'all play pickleball. I think you talked about a little we, on the radio. We did. We, and we actually. I asked a, him when I saw him, he's, yeah. he's a nice strapping uh, young lad. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, how did Patrick beat you in pickleball? He about <laughs> threw up. In a, <laughs> he, I, I think he about fell out when I said that to him. He's like, uh, I don't remember it that way. So there's a rematch. <laughs> uh, it's, it's one-to-one, and we're beating him in the third round. Now, I know the deal. I know the deal. Oh, we, got, we have a rematch Lord. this week. Patrick, you better be careful what you say. We got a rematch. Like Daddy used to always say, well, it goes in circles. One day we'll all have pink toilets again, <laughs> or the or the Carolina blue ones, or the or the lime green ones. Yes, yeah. all right, that all was right. popular back in. We're going to clear the air here. We're going to clear the air here before you go on to something else. It's one to one. I believe we might be up ahead on the third game. I don't think he's agreeing. He's shaking his shaking head. His he's head, gonna, head, hey, no? in Am about in about a minute and a half, he's about to come strong. But we got a rubber match. We've got a rematch this week, actually. A rubber match. A that's rematch. like the bounce back game. Uh, I think that's where it's tied, and then you come in and you play like a third game. How's Clemson doing? Uh, can we, <laughs> <laughs> By the way, UNC. UNC is undefeated in the number uh, twelve in the AP poll. That's a pretty good. I'm aware. Pretty good. Uh, All the things. Assertion there. Yeah. And, and Drake May's playing some good quarterback. We got Tez Bryant back. I noticed it in the sports talk show, but when we Tar Heels, we talk about it. Well, look, that story with Taz Bryant was awesome. They did a bunch of – there was all over the news this week. And I think it was really cool when uh, they surprised him. It got real emotional. Really? Um, good for that young man for getting back on there. Yeah. I mean, he seems like he's been he's been handling this about as well as you could handle it. I mean, someone basically taking your dream away from you. It's sad. It is sad. You know? Bureaucracy. And then, and then, then for them to – to, to give it back. Give it back. Why didn't they just do this? Yeah. Like you know, right before everything's got to be hard, here. Patrick. I understand. Why are things? Why are things that can be so easy? Everybody feels like if it ain't hard, you don't earn it. And I don't have that problem. I understand. I like to earn easy stuff. But but to your point, why couldn't they put and play UNC and South Carolina? They had that big game here. Kids from Charlotte. I don't. I think that was I held. Don't know. I think that was handled very poorly. Well. Yeah. Okay. Who? That's my opinion. I'm sticking to it. Congratulations. Yeah, Clemson still stinks, <laughs> yeah. by the way. We barely beat Wake Forest. Are y'all aren't even wait, ranked, are you? No. Wow. Four and two. Four and two. Ooh, mm. y'all lost two games? Yeah. Ooh, Duke and Florida State. Yeah. Goodness gracious. All right. We got Jim Burks, COO 
OMB. OMB. Yeah, I was going to say that. You didn't think I was going to get it right? I thought you were uh, throwing it at me like you're kind no, of doing arm motion uh, there. My good friend John Marino, they work together. I can't wait to hear about – I've got a little bit about of his career. It's nice to meet you, Jim. When we return, you're listening to At Home with Roby. Welcome back at home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial and Services. I'm a Trent Hayes from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts. If you missed the first segment, man, we had some fun cutting We did up. have a little fun. And if you're looking for some uh, Cremo pants. They'll be at Goodwill next week. Next week. I think they're Which Goodwill? $7. What size are they? What were you, like a 32 30, back then? 32, 32. Dang, That's yeah. what I hear you. Still am. Good for you. Son. There you go. <laughs> what's up, Jim? Hey, what's going on? What's up, rubber match? <laughs> well, I, I don't think we ever completed the last game. We didn't. Um, and, <laughs> and I don't think there was a clear winner either. So oh, I, I man. think we're starting no. from a tie. <laughs> no, no, no. I think we are starting from a tie. I said I thought we were winning the last game. But I could be wrong. I like this guy's style. I'll tell you, one of the last points, he did do like a flying overhead smash. It was a good shot. Yeah, it yeah, was, that it was. was. You, were, you, got, you got up there. <laughs> Listen, Jim, a little coaching. If you don't keep Patrick in check, he'll roll over you. I, I think this Friday we'll have an opportunity to play Uh-oh. at least three full games. Oh. And then we'll know. Okay, <laughs> I, can I put my money on you? Yes. All right, $5 <laughs> on Jimmy. Yep, okay. My hamstring's really well. starting to hurt. <laughs> now, well, Jim, you, you are the COO of OMB. We've become friends just hanging out through the process and everything. Um, tell us, we like to talk about, you know, people, what they, where they came from, how they got into the industry they're in, because this was not what you had set out to do, right? I mean, yeah. initially you were, you had other plans. Yeah, I was, I was a home brewer for uh, 20, 25 years really? or so. But I didn't get into the beer industry until 2015 when uh, my wife and I moved to Asheville, North Carolina. Got it. So uh, what's your favorite beer to homebrew? I started homebrewing in New York City in a small 600-square-foot apartment, mostly because I wanted to brew Belgian beers a lot more cheaply than what you could get in the grocery store. Yeah. So I was brewing beers that were like 10 11%. You know, basically, it was costing me sixty bucks as opposed to one hundred and twenty bucks if I bought them at the grocery store. Got it. That so, was the reason. That was. That's He's a, a thrifty brewer. <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, uh, we have a guy. One of my best friends worked with us for twenty years. Went to high school together. Chris Maynard. He's he's a home brew enthusiast. I yep. don't think he's a threat to y'all's business, but. Uh, Hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I stopped home brewing as soon as I got into the the industry when I realized that, you know, over the course of twenty years, I probably made about a hundred gallons of beer, and in the first two hours of working in the beer industry, <laughs> I made four times that amount. I understand. <laughs> hey, that's the way to do it. Uh, so, are you from New York? Uh, right outside New York. I grew up in South Orange, New Jersey. Okay. So just about 20 miles west of the city. Cool. So what did you do at it after you got out of college? Or did you go? I don't know. Yeah, no. I, I, <laughs> I went to school in the South, actually. I went to the University of Richmond. And oh, then, really? Yep. Moved back, moved back to New York City and spent uh, about five years in various corporate development roles. And then uh, I got uh, I got a job working for Moody's, which was, at that time, rating bonds, rating financial institutions, and sovereign risk, and all kinds of neat stuff. Um, wound up spending 10 years there, and part of my role evolved after the credit crisis, so my wife and I spent two years in London. And wow. uh, we were in London, we got to travel around all the time, and you know, during that entire period, um, I was still going to breweries and, and bottle shops in the UK. I was helping our local brewery uh, bottle on the weekends. And wow. uh, so I had that itch, but we moved back to New York in 20, uh, 2014, 
and uh, decided about a year later that I was like, I'm going to take a risk and uh, quit my job and we're going to move to Asheville and we'll see what happens. And the day that I went in to tell my boss, she was like, well, you're not going to a competitor, so we're not going to escort you out of the building, but uh, will you stay on for another four months and uh, we can recruit your successor? And then if it doesn't work out, we'll hold your job for a year. So there was, wow. there was no reason not to give it a shot. You must have done a good job, <laughs> man. I think they were short-staffed. You, <laughs> yeah. So you understand bonds. I do. I hear you. Yep. So how's the bond market these days? Uh, I haven't been following it <laughs> as closely, but it's uh, you know it's in a it's in a period of time right now with rates rising so quickly that I think there's you know it's going to be an interesting couple of years. Yeah, trying to catch the tail, right? Yeah, see what's going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. So you moved to Asheville. Did you, I mean, and you just moved to Asheville, you and your wife? We moved to Asheville. We bought a house in the mountains. We, uh, I took three months off. I didn't even think about work. And then that's that, cool. That was July 2015. And then come September 2015, I was like, I think I need a job now. So I started <laughs> going door to door. I went to Sierra Nevada, New Belgium, and then a lot of the smaller breweries and kind of introduced myself and um wound up talking with the owners of Catawba and at that time they had started to expand their facilities and he said well we don't really need a finance guy I need a sales guy and I was like I'll do it just give me a chance wow and the rest is history it uh it turned out to be just a fantastic business good timing uh huge ambitions and at that moment Catawba was kind of blowing up with the beer white zombie so got it it was the right place right time um and I enjoyed it for almost three years Wow, I didn't know that. What do you think about that? That's pretty impressive. So you, so you were at Catawba for three years, then what? Yeah. So uh, then it was, I guess, late 2018. We had just purchased Palmetto. Uh, we were merging the breweries together. Operations were really um, interesting. We had tractor trailers on the road all night long, going between the facilities. And I got a call from a headhunter who said, "What do you think about?" moving to New Orleans and working for a brewery, but you don't need to worry about raising any money. Um, they're pretty well funded. Uh, it'll be real interesting. It's a heritage brand. And I was like, well, I'd love to learn more. Went home, talked to my wife, and she's like, we're absolutely not moving to Louisiana. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so I took the interview anyways. <laughs> went, went down to Louisiana, wound up at the Saints and Pelicans office, and uh, long story short, Mrs. Gail Benson at that time, uh, is the owner of the Saints and Pelicans still, and she and her husband, just prior to uh, him dying, unfortunately, uh, they had purchased the Dixie brand, and their intention was to rebuild this state-of-the-art, massive brewery in New Orleans East. Uh, they obviously had the budget for it, they had the connections, and they had this incredible ambition to do something that I think most other craft breweries would dream of, and so I Came back home, uh, wound up getting the job offer after two more flights down. My wife and I went and visited Louisiana, and she said, how can you not take this job? So <laughs> that's what we did. Wow. <laughs> you are a salesman. <laughs> the Catawba folks knew something uh, when they brought you in the fold. So uh, you, how, you spent three years in, in Louisiana, did you yeah. say? Yeah, okay. we, were, we were there for three years. It was uh, The first year was a sprint to build the place. It was a 100,000-square-foot yeah. brewery. Uh, the second year was January 2020. We opened up. We had 5,000 people out the door. We had Dixie fans from, you know, 50, 60 years coming back with their memorabilia. It was truly incredible. Yeah, it's so cool. We had we had Saints team members coming over, um, and then COVID shut us down five weeks later. Dang. And just like, you know, a lot of small businesses, we kind of, we, we continued to produce beer. We were able to do that, but the retail side of the business and the 
museum and everything else that we had planned, that didn't work out, but we were able to sell beer to go. Um, and then closer to June of that year, another six months later, still not too far into the business, um, we decided to that the Dixie name, unfortunately, uh, wasn't something that she was going to be able to hold on to with her other ownership interests. And so uh, made an announcement to retire the Dixie name, and that kicked off another one-year sprint to create a new brand and to also change the business from sort of a, a craft brew manufacturing our own brands to a contract brewer making other people's brands. So. Right. Wow. What a story. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness gracious. One of which was Troy Aikman, which was really neat. So I, <laughs> I got to meet, you know, Master P and Troy Aikman and all these celebrities at that time that were thinking about introducing Getting a beer. Troy beer. Aikman, he did and, and since has become incredibly successful. Really? So it's kind of cool to see it from, from start up all the way through to today. Troy Aikman seems like a, lo- a likable guy. He is. Yeah, that's neat. He How is, about Master P? <laughs> Master P is an interesting guy, too, but <laughs> extremely friendly. Yeah, you know, my, not many craft brewers have four Rolls Royce uh, <laughs> SUVs pull into their parking get lot with bodyguards get out. Yeah. I'm like, this is a big deal. This is cool. <laughs> hey, I, I went through my Master P time in high school. Oh, so did I. I like Master P. And his make sense. him say, uh. Yeah, make him say, uh, uh. Check it out if you hadn't heard Master P in a while. We, He's we, very successful music mogul. Uh, we had a, One of my buddies had a Master P doll, and you would squeeze it, and it would go, oh. <laughs> Wow. Na 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 na. Man. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, this is fun. Will yep. you stick around? I want to hear some yeah. more stories. Goodness yeah. gracious. We got Jim Birch when we return. You're listening to At Home with Roby. Welcome back. At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial and Services, along with Trent Hasten from the Roby family of companies. If you've missed the last couple segments, go back. You can find us anywhere podcasts are fine, or you can check us out on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. I missed all that stuff on the last segment. I'm going to get in trouble. Trent, this is not good. Goodness, but you see, what is good? You're not rolling over me, Patrick. What is good is we've got a wonderful guest here, Jim Birch from OMB. And if Tell you can, some cool it, stories. Yeah, yeah, Check I'm, it out. I'm glad you're hearing this for the first time on the show. It is kind of cool. We talk about the opportunity to get to really know people yep. here when we're recording the show. But, uh, yeah, it's just a remarkable story. Jim's talking about his time in New Orleans, talking about Master P, Four Rolls Royce, Troy Aikman, all this stuff. Really now, cool now stuff. Now TJ's Googling Master P songs uh, over here. Maybe, so yeah. I, I don't think he can lead a segment with the Master P song. There's some copyright infringement or something. I don't know how all that works. but We could sing it. We, we, could, could, we could make you it, say, yeah. oh. No, 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 no. You got to get the no, no, no. And you on. said his son is going to play basketball for Houston. Yep, yep. That's College what I, of Houston. I've been following him on Instagram. It wow. looks like he just signed recently. That is cool. Yeah. And you are a Richmond Spider. Am yes. I right about that? Yep. You always do pretty good in the NCAA. Yeah, you know, once every eight around. years. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you had a little more schooling than that, though, right? <laughs> I mean, I think you got an MBA as well. I did, yeah. Yeah, I wound up uh, getting my MBA while I was working for Moody's, actually. They, they sponsored me. So on Fridays and Saturdays for two years, that was my whole life. Got but it. Great way to do it without leaving your job. Jim's a pretty smart cookie if you haven't figured it out. <laughs> I'm... I'm <laughs> Following along, and he's a pretty, he's a pretty decent shotgun shot too. Apparently, he's a really good pickleball player. I am scared to death to play him on Friday. Oh, you're a good, (laughs) you're a good shotgun. You pretty good at the the clays. Uh, The five stand, twenty three out of fifty. Is that good? No, no, no. From what I understand, that isn't that good. We'll give a shout out though. Scott Dunstan, who's been on this radio show, is like lights out. Don't bet him. We have a clay shoot tomorrow tomorrow for uh, Make a Wish. That's right. Uh, Shoemaker Luke, my buddy Steve Meckler's putting it on. 
And uh, Mac Wingett's going to join us. Oh, yeah. He's going to be good. I think he's like a perfect shot. Uh, yeah. he's. I could just tell, by the way, he's going to be pretty darn good. Yeah, we might as well just – maybe like you and I can play him, like us two versus I hope it's like golf where they count the best score, the two best scores, and <laughs> yeah, we're team. just there best to shot, yeah. 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 You know? Just going to – I'll let, be like – Fifty percent. Let's let's dive back into it, Jim. You, you were talking about your t- your days in New Orleans. How you you guys uh, you opened the, the giant facility with Dixie, hundred thousand square foot. Had to shut down five weeks after COVID, mm-hmm. or COVID started five weeks after opening. And you were talking about having to do a, a mad dash to rebrand. Yep. Um, or or to create a new brand. So maybe we could start start there. I know you're going to get to your OMB days now. Sure. Yeah. So I mean, um, June or July of 2020, we decided that we have to get rid of this name, but. Um, we also have to replace it. So what we did was we Contract, reached, out, yeah. yeah, we reached out to the public and we said, you know, what would be the best way for us to still represent 113 year history, just using a different name. So we got 5,000 name submissions. You know, we polled employees. We talked to the whole organization. We talked to city leaders and you name it. And a couple names came up pretty frequently. And then just like in every other business, every name is taken from a copyright trademark mm. perspective. So we're running trademarks on nearly every single name. We finally got to a name called Foberg, which um, practically no one pronounces correctly the first time. But if you're in New Orleans, Foberg Marigny, Foberg Treme, that is French for neighborhood. And we thought, what a great name, because really this is yeah. the neighborhood beer of New Orleans. Um, we started clearing trademarks on that name. And, of course, there was um, one name that came up, and it was a restaurant in uh, Montclair, New Jersey, of all places <laughs> I actually knew of. And uh, we talked to them, and he was friends with Emeril Lagasse, who knew folks in the Saints organization. So it all kind of worked out. Wow. We were able to actually get the name. That's awesome. So how is it going down there? Uh, it's going well. I, uh, I left about a year and a half ago. So we introduced the Foberg name in February of 2021. Um, and throughout that year, we we did really well, actually, especially in the Louisiana area, uh, going across the Gulf Coast into Florida. And then it was probably about two years ago, almost to the day now, where we were just coming out of a, another hurricane that shut us down for a week and a half. And my wife and I were thinking about getting a little bit closer to family. And the opportunity uh, for OMB came up. John Marino, who's the owner, uh, had created a new position, and he had started a search and was looking everywhere. So that was the conversation that began then. That's awesome. Man. So you've lived in New York, London, New Orleans is how you say it, Asheville, Charlotte. Richmond. What's your favorite place to live? My favorite place to live is probably London, only because you it's so easy to travel anywhere from there. Okay. Uh, second favorite is Charlotte for the same reasons. It's also great weather and you know, we uh, we love being halfway between the mountains and the beach. Yep. And it seems like New Ar- North Carolina has just got yeah. a little bit of everything. Yeah. No, we got – it's a great place. I'm a big fan. Uh, that's cool. So how was Asheville? Asheville was great. We're uh, You know, moving from Jersey City to <laughs> Asheville was the cultural <laughs> shock that both my wife and I weren't totally ready for. Uh, we moved into this brand new development, actually, and we were probably the, the third or fourth house that was built there. So we got to meet each of the new neighbors that moved in over the course of the first year. And, you know, I was commuting back and forth to Morganton. My wife was kind of getting into the beer industry at that time. She's a writer, travel writer. Um, and so she had that opportunity to think about her next book, her next guide, and she was also working for a brewery. So we were we were all in on breweries, and it was just a fantastic time. Man. I got it. So what's going on? We we're fortunate enough to be working together on on the new old Mecklenburg Brewing uh, location yeah, in Valentine Bowl. Yep. Sure. So what? Give us a rundown on what all's going on. Yeah. So John Marino, the owner, his vision for OMB 
uh, for over a decade now has always been that our core location in the Loso neighborhood is fantastic. But at the same time, Charlotte is growing so quickly, it's making it difficult for everyone to come to that sure. one location. Yep. So we want to bring the OMB experience, the beer garden especially, mm-hmm. into the neighborhoods. And John has been looking at property for years and years and years. And the Ballantine uh, opportunity came up with Northwood about two or three years ago. So we jumped on that. And Ballantine will be the first uh, or probably the second location that we're going to open. All of our production will still come from the main uh, Yancey location. And then after Ballantine, we intend to open in Mount Holly and then yep. in Cornelius. And so we get a lot of questions all the time Dang. from folks that are like, when's Mount Holly opening? When's Cornelius opening? And we're going to do it at a pace that makes sense for the business so that we get sure. you know, each place right. And we, you know, we have the employees experience that um, sort of the energy that comes from the beer garden. And then you know, we'll open as we go. Dang, I, I I have a couple copper and a couple of Captain Jack in my refrigerator now. Excellent, uh, great great beer. I'm a big fan and and dear friends with with John. He he's a pretty particular fella. He likes his beer, you know? and, and he's got a he, he likes high quality beer. I'll say that. Well, he uh, it's the oldest craft brewery in Charlotte. Correct, because they bought the equipment originally. Yep. uh from South End Brewing. Uh, yep. It's where Sugar Creek is now. That's where he opened up. Right. Um, which I think is really cool. And last year I have a bonfire, 1st of January every year, and on Saturday we do oysters after the bonfire, and he brought over some IPA, right? Yep. You guys have an IPA now. We started making an IPA called Unforeseen, and we released it at the Christmas market last year. Yep. So we're going on one year with an IPA. How's it going? Uh, great. You know, we... We're making it according to the German tradition of yeah. Reinheitsgebot, so it's four ingredients still. We're not violating any of uh, what makes the OMB beer unique. And we're satiating that part of the uh, demand where you know half of the population that really drinks craft beer now likes IPAs sure. to a certain extent or another. So, so explain this. The German tradition of four ingredients? Yep. So I didn't know this. It's called Reinheitsgebot. It's probably the oldest food safety purity law in the world. It's from 1516, and it says you can only put four ingredients in a beer, water, malt, hops, and yeast, and that's it. And that's what we do. Wow. Man, does everybody do that? No. <laughs> <laughs> that was a – I put that on the table. Yeah, that was you. a wiffle ball. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pickleball. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely not even a knuckler. It was just a little lob. I was throwing it to my son. Well, uh, man, this is so fun. I learned so much today. So, so something I'm gonna put you on the spot. You, you seem like a uh, you, you'd be good at this question. What is one principle in life that you live by? You carry yourself. Seems like you and your wife have done a lot of a lot of journeys together and mm-hmm. have it going on. So, what's one principle you live by? Oh, that's a hard question. Uh, <laughs> I would say, um, you know, just keep things simple. You know, some people tend to overcomplicate a lot of stuff. And I think that, you know, if you keep things simple and have a good perspective, um, you know, you're kind of open to new challenges and just makes things easier. Amen. We were talking about that earlier. I agree with you. Uh, I tell some people, keep it simple, stupid. And I got yelled at the other day because I called this guy stupid. I'm like, man, lighten <laughs> up. That's my point. It's a compliment. <laughs> yeah. If you, can't, if you can't get with me, then you obviously don't get it. Well, uh, Jim, how can people look up Old Mecklenburg? 
Uh, best way to find us, uh, 4150 Yancey and Loso, or on the web at ombbeer.com. Ombbeer.com, great. Uh, get you get your copper, get get your Captain Jack. Uh, thank you for being here, Jim. Thanks for having me. Thanks for the opportunity to work together, buddy. Same here. You're listening to At Home with Roby. We'll be right back. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial and Services. I'm with Trent Hayson from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts. If you missed last we, segment. We are your hosts. We are your hosts. If you missed last segment, look it up. Instagram. Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. All things media. Or you can just search us. I think we're on Spotify and all the places podcasts live. But uh, you yeah. Google At Home with Roby. I think it'll come at, at Home with Roby. I want to know who, who y'all think has better Jim hair. Rhodes, Jim Burge. Who has better hair, you or me? But <laughs> our, pictures, our pictures are a little old. Rowan Rowan told me the other day that uh, she showed a picture when we ran the, yeah. the South End 5K, yep. and she said, I showed the picture, and my friend was like, God, your dad has a big forehead. <laughs> like, <laughs> what is the... Kids are so mean. You got to self-proclaimed big forehead. But I, but, I did, but I did win out of our group. I, know. I think yeah. I gave you a buffer a couple minutes and still did my job. I'm on the ground. You just, you just stomping and away. David huh? wouldn't do it. And, and McGuire wouldn't. The bow tie man wouldn't wouldn't do it. And he would have won. He, he covered. Was, he did he well. Was moving. I was impressed. Do you know who else did that race? Was that guy over there? Jim Birch was in that did race. Did you run in that race? We missed him. Really? Yeah. South End Shuffle. I forget my time, though. Hey, that's the rubber match. We're one and one. That's what I was talking Okay. All right. I, I got a little bit confused on our Man. sports. Our sports uh, Doesn't he have a nice voice? Yeah. You don't. You say New Orleans pretty well, <laughs> uh, and your voice is real deep. It isn't all scratchy like mine. No. Nah, he's a good dude. He's really, he and I have become friends, like I said, and I always glean a lot off of him and his, his wisdom that he has uh, uh, in businesses. Well, Patrick, good. the uh, – the Fifteenth annual pitching for wishes to support Make a Wish yep. Foundation is uh, November fourth. Is November the fourth, Saturday, November the fourth, and everybody knows if you listen to the show leading up to ten shows before the tournament, we tell a wish story. That is correct. And we thank our big sponsors. We do. Uh, we're going to tell the wish story first, and this is Arlie, and then we'll come back and we'll hit the sponsors. Let's uh, go, on Pat. Their way out. <laughs> All right, meet <laughs> Pat. Thank you. Uh, meet Arlie, a one of a kind five year old. You're still laughing at that. All right, that's funny. Okay, meet Arlie, a one-of-a-kind five-year-old girl with a love for animals. She even has a few baby goats. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Arlie is currently b- battling a brain tumor and undergoes weekly treatment. When asked about her wish, Arlie knew exactly what she wanted, to go dog sledding in Alaska. Wow, man, that's a really unique wish. Um, Arlie was over the moon to finally embark on her Alaskan adventure. She got to witness the stunning northern lights, go on an exhilarating dog sled ride, take a ride on a snowmobile, and even got to see an igloo up close. It was a dream come true for Arlie, who loved every moment of her adventure. Arlie's wish experience provided her with a much-needed break from the routine of medical treatments. She and her family made unforgettable memories that will last a lifetime. And for Arlie, this adventure was a reminder that she is a brave and adventurous girl with a world of opportunities ahead of her. Wow. Man, Arlie what an experience. Is from Mooresville. There's her picture. I know that wow. you can't see this over the radio, but we'll, you know, we put these stuff up How on cool our pages. How cool is that? Yeah, man, unbelievable. Um, that's what a cool wish. I mean, that is a cool wish. That's uh, well, make a wish. You get, you know, the children with life threatening illnesses can can be. They get to meet. They get to do. That's right. Experiences. Uh, and it's and it's great for the whole family. Well, you know, it's uplifting. You're right. We can't do this with our co-host Harris Harris Teeter, Platinum Sponsors at Home Tech Solutions, which we had Mike Fitton on recently yeah. on the show. If you missed that last one. week, I think uh, Mesa Quality United Healthcare Radio Partner, of course WBT, 
And so, uh, yeah, man, November 4th, um, you know the deal, Trent, face painting, mascots, good family day. Sir yeah, per- please come out there. Freedom Park down yeah. at the bottom where the yep. Little League baseball fields, soccer fields are. Uh, we take over three baseball uh, yep. Little League fields. And uh, one of them's dedicated to kids' area, so it has bouncy houses, face painting, mascots. Yeah, we got three mascots, Sir Per, Chubby Checker, and Champ the Cheetah. Champ the Cheetah? Yeah. Man, really? I don't even know Champ the I Cheetah. I can't wait to meet I him or meet her. Champ the Cheetah <laughs> must uh, be for uh, rugby or something. Lacrosse or something. I don't, I don't know. know. We'll have to, we'll I can't find wait. Out. I'm going to figure it out while we're there. Champ, me and Champ are going to spend some time together. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it kind of goes with me. Champ, Trent. I mean, kind of <laughs> the same thing, right? I don't know. Oh, man. man, that's funny. I'll tell you, man, we went to Top Sale last week. Uh, we took Neela. Uh, so she got to go to the mountains and camp, and now she went to Top Sale. A uh, little different deal. She said she liked the beach better. Uh, we had bathrooms and stuff, and I we stayed in a pretty nice house. Uh, th- thank you, Rich Ballot, for uh, every year allowing us to go down there. Yeah, and, nice. and, and I get to go walk and look for shark teeth and think about life and uh, meditate. And Reagan lets me go get some Trent time, and the kids put up with me. Um, and this weekend, for her last weekend, we're going to stay on the river at home. There you go. So uh, she's going to get to know what Bright Road's really about this weekend. So we might have our first bonfire of the weekend. How's that catfish bite? Of the bite? season, excuse me. How's that catfish bite down there? Are you going to get wet, wet a line? I told, uh, I told T and Larry to come over Saturday morning. I think we're going to go fishing. There you go. Um, I like the the smell of, of dead catfish. It smells good, mm. especially when it's permeated for a couple of days mm. in the old Catawba. <laughs> I mean, really. I mean, we were, I said this last week. We were in the mountains, and and, and not said the, the the river. He's three, uh, Jim. And I said, you like this river? He said, is this river going to be muddy like our river? <laughs> I said, nah, they don't make them like our river. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lordy. You know why our river, you know why the Catawba River is is muddy? Please enlighten me. Because the Dutchman's Creek yeah. pours, you know, when it rains, it pours into the river. If it doesn't rain for a couple of days, it, it clears it up. Yeah. Uh, but right there, I mean, that's where the old Dutch, that's where the old Mecklenburg Brewery is going to be one day. I mean, awesome piece of property. Yeah, Great. Yeah. Right right on the other side of Mount Holly. Uh, it's about a 10-minute boat ride for us. There you go. So, yeah. Well, TJ, it's so nice to see you. Jim, so nice to have you in the studio and learn about your life. Thank you. Go do the golden rule today. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Carry a smile around on your face. Have a wonderful week. Thanks for listening to At Home with Roby.